This is the Grind It Podcast. We know just like grinding a handrail or across the coping can be challenging at times, so can life be. We share God's Word and personal stories to encourage you to keep grinding and to not give up. It's time to grind. So here's the old school skateboarder himself, Randall Tucker. Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. Today we're going to start Matthew chapter 25 we'll finish it in the next podcast. But at the end of Matthew 24, Jesus begins telling stories to help his disciples to try and understand because they don't really get it. They don't even really understand that Jesus is about to die on the cross, even though he's told them many times that this is going to happen. And that's the very reason why they're in Jerusalem is so he can die for the sins of mankind and so we can be reconciled or be made friends again with God. But so what he's going to do at the end of Matthew 24 and all through Matthew 25 there's four stories he's going to tell his disciples to try to help them to understand that if his returning is prolonged, they got to continue watching and continue to be prepared and waiting for his return. And not only to be waiting, but to be working until he returns. And we'll see that all through these, these stories that Jesus tells them. Now, they have been visiting the temple. They go there every day that they're in Jerusalem because people are coming to Jesus. He's teaching them. He's healing their sick. And at one day as they're leaving the temple, and we covered this in the last in the previous podcast. If you haven't had a chance to listen to those, go back and listen to them. But they were leaving the temple, and, and the, the, the disciples were just marveling at this beautiful sight to behold, the temple itself. And Jesus says, you know what, guys? You see these beautiful buildings? There's not going to be one stone left on top of another. And this gets the disciples thinking. And later on, uh, uh, Peter, James, and John, and Andrew, they come to Jesus, and they want to know when this is going to happen. And so Jesus gives them some signs to look for instead of telling them exactly when it's going to happen in A.D. 70 by the Roman government that comes in and destroys uh, the temple and wipes out a lot of the Jews because the Jews try to re revolt against them. He gives them some nuggets. He gives them some signs to look forward to so that they would know uh, when all of this is going to be taking place. But when he gave them these signs to be looking for that the temple is going to be destroyed, he also incorporates his return in those signs as well. And they want to know when all this is going to take place. Well, we've studied that in the last two podcasts. Uh, but at the end of chapter 24, he gives one story of four. The other three are in Matthew 25, and we're going to cover those, one of them today and two of them in the next podcast. But he tells them these stories that's going to, he's wanting to try to help them understand that, that when he leaves, he's going to return, but that return may take some time. And like I said, we're still waiting for that return to this day. And the first story that Jesus is going to tell them is about a master who... He left for a while and his, he left his servants in charge and his, the, the servants had no idea when the master would return. And so they ought to be watching and waiting and doing their jobs because if they show up and they weren't doing what they were supposed to do, it's not going to turn out well for them. And this is what uh, Matthew writes in uh, Matthew 24, 42 through 51. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. He says, so you too must keep watch for you don't know what day your Lord is coming. Understand this, if a homeowner knew exactly when a burglar was coming, he would keep watch and not permit his house to be broken into. You also must be ready all the time, for the Son of Man will come when least expected. We'll come back to those verses in just a second, but I want to talk about this for a few minutes. Because obviously, 
Nobody knows when a, a burglar is going to uh, break into their house and, and rob them of their goods. If they did, they would, they would stay there and they would be there with weapon in hand waiting to protect their house, their goods, and especially their family. But you know, what usually happens with a burglary is you know, burglaries don't happen when you're at home so you can protect your stuff and your family. Most of the time, there are some exceptions, but most of the time burglaries happen when you're gone. Um, a burglar, most of the time, they don't want confrontation. They don't want to get caught. So the, what do they do? They do their work when everybody's gone. Um, not too long ago, matter of fact, just a couple of weeks ago, I had uh, one of the stores that I service uh, was was broken into. Um, they they broke in through a beer cooler uh, from the outside, came through the, the beer cooler, grabbed a bunch of lottery tickets. Knocked over my stand of my little Debbie cakes. Uh, they were all over the floor and uh, grabbed a bunch of cigarettes. The alarm's going off. Nobody was there at the store. And so uh, they got out as quickly as they could, took out through the woods, dropping a trail of stuff as they were running, including their hat, which has DNA all over it. But as far as I know, the police have never, never caught uh, these two guys um, that broke into this store. But... They broke into that store when nobody was working. And, and uh, they got what they could. The alarm's going off. They're trying to evade the cops, and they, they got out of there as fast as they can. But when the store manager got to the store, you see, it, it was too late. All she saw was the aftermath. And she's been coming to this store every day for quite a while there's never been any problems but this certain day it was different she never expected it but they were robbed it was just going to be another ho-hum day at work you know she's going to come in and, and do her uh what she does every day she's going to count the inventory of cigarettes she's going to uh restock the shelves and and she's gonna you know count her drawer and get ready for the morning and and open the doors and wait for customers to come in but not this day this day was different she got in and saw all this stuff spread out all over the floor where they just ransacked the store um and so she had to check cameras call the police and do all this stuff in other words to make the long story short she was shocked she was surprised and she was even a bit scared that she told me and if she had known that she was going to be robbed you know i'm sure that this manager would have notified the cops immediately so that they could be standing there waiting for the robbers but she had no idea so she couldn't call the cops therefore the cops were late getting there and the robbers got away jesus's return is going to be the same way it's going to happen when we least expect it. And that's what Jesus tells his disciples. And that's why he's telling them these stories. To always be ready to be watching. Picking back up in verse 45, Jesus says, A faithful, sensible servant is, to, is one to whom the master can give the responsibility of managing his other household servants and feeding them. If the master returns and finds that the servant has done a good job, there will be a reward. I tell you the truth, the master will put that servant in charge of all he owns. But what if the servant is evil and thinks, my master won't be back for a while, and he begins beating the other servants, partying, partying and getting drunk? The master will return unannounced and unexpected, 
and he will cut the servant to pieces and assign him a place with the hypocrites. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So as you can see, it's not going to turn out well for those who start off working for their master, but kind of fall away, if you will, since his return wasn't happening happening as soon as they were expecting it. Uh, now, I talked about this in the last podcast, uh, but the early church was expecting Jesus' return immediately. You can read uh, the book of Acts, Paul's writings, Peter's writings. They were, they were expecting Jesus to return quickly, just like right after he left. Um, but like I said, we're, we're still waiting. It's been, we're 2,000 years removed from when the church uh, began, and we're still waiting, and hopefully we're still watching. So the goal is to keep our hands to the plow, if you will, to keep on working and continue to do the Master's will as we watch and as we wait for His return so that when we stand before Him on Judgment Day, and we'll talk about that, uh, I think it's going to be at the end of the next podcast, Uh, but when we stand before Him on Judgment Day, which everybody will, both the good and the bad, saved and unsaved, we'll be separating the sheep and the goats but we're watching, we're waiting, and we're working, and we're, we're anticipating His return so that we will be found faithful and, and that Jesus will be pleased with us. Now, going into chapter 25, Jesus continues these stories, and, and he's trying to, again, He's trying to help them to understand what's about to happen because He, he knows He's about to die. But going beyond that, he, he's going to be buried for three days. He's going to rise again. And then 40 days after that, he's going to be ascending back up to heaven. And they're going to be standing there on the Mount of Olives watching him go into heaven. And then the next thing you know, two angels are going to appear beside the disciples and, and talk to them. And tell them to get back to Jerusalem and do what Jesus told them to do, to wait for the promise of the Father. Because they said that Jesus is going to return just as you see him go. And so Jesus knows what's happening. He knows what's about to happen. They don't. And so he's trying to help them understand that when it does happen, they'll kind of be prepared, which they really wasn't. And so in chapter 25, verses 1 through 13, he tells this story about these bridesmaids, 10 of them. Uh, He says, The kingdom of heaven will be like 10 bridesmaids who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The five who were foolish didn't take enough olive oil for their lamps, but the other five were wise enough to take along extra oil. And when the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, they were roused by the shout, Look, the bridegroom is coming. Come out and meet him. All the bridesmaids got up and prepared their lamps. Then the five foolish ones asked the others, Please give us some of your oil because our lamps are going out. But the others replied, We don't have enough oil for all of us. Go to a shop and buy some for yourselves. But while they were gone to buy the oil, the bridegroom came. They missed out. Then those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was locked. Later, when the other five bridesmaids returned, they stood outside calling, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he called back. Believe me, I don't know you. So you, too, must keep watch, for you do not know the day or hour of my return. So you can see this theme. People try to predict when Jesus is going to return. We don't have any clue. That's not the point. Don't don't focus on that. 
You need to focus on what Jesus says to focus on. And that's being prepared and being ready and watching and waiting with anticipation. And while we're waiting, you keep your hands to the plow and work. So we got 10 bridesmaids here. We got five foolish and five wise. Now, needless to say, I hope you know this, they didn't have electricity in the Bible days, nor did they have batteries. So they didn't have flashlights. They didn't have cell phones with lights on, you know, where they could just, you know, shine, hit the fl- the flashlight on their phone. They, they couldn't do any of that. And so what they did, they would take these little jars and fill it full of olive oil and put a wick down in the jar and, and then that wick would soak up that oil and then they would light the wick. And as long as there was oil in their jar, then they would have light from the flame. Um, it kind of reminds me back in, when I was a kid, back in the old days, uh, we had these these coal oil lamps uh, and, and they were just jars and they had this coal oil in the bottom of it with a, a wick that soaked up the oil and you could adjust the wick and light it and the flame would burn and as a kid you know i, I love to play with it because hey it's fiery right and 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 so but as long as there was oil in that in the bottom of that jar in the bottom of that lamp then that wick would burn but if the oil ran dry it didn't burn it wouldn't even light um and so that that's that, that's what's going going on here the these uh these wise um bridesmaids they brought extra oil because they thought ahead and they prepared themselves just in case you know if the bridegroom was to delay for any reason and he did and so they had enough oil to keep their lamps burning the foolish didn't they they have not prepared for this delay and the only oil they had was what was in their jar and when the bridegroom delayed his return, their oil was running low. It was running out. And so they asked to borrow some from the five that were prepared, the five wise uh, uh, bridesmaids. But they said they didn't have enough to share. The whole idea of what Jesus is saying here in these stories to his disciples is, and I can't say this enough, it's, it's first of all, it's you don't know when I'm returning. Only my father knows, so I can't tell you when I'm returning. But the point is, be prepared. Be watching. Be waiting, expecting the return of Jesus, the Messiah. He has made it clear, and I can't say enough, he has made it clear that we don't have a clue when he's coming. You know, I remember when, uh, back in 1988, let's see how old would I have been, 16 years old, 15, 16 years old, a book came out. Nine, uh, see, in 1988, it was 88 reasons why Christ is coming back in 88. Well, guess what? Here we are in 2023, and he hasn't come back yet. People make all kinds of money on trying to predict when Jesus is coming back. You got uh, people who have shows on these gospel networks uh, that that try to, you know, predict when Jesus is coming back. And they they've known that since I was a kid, and you know what? They've been wrong every single time because they're focusing on the wrong thing. Don't focus on when he's coming back. Focus on what he said to be focused on. Being ready, being prepared, watching and waiting, expecting him to return and and be working for his kingdom. And, and when he does return, 
you're good. So that, that that's what we need to be focusing on. I don't understand why people can't get that through their thick skulls. Because <clears throat> he's made it clear that we don't know when it's going to happen. But he's also made it clear that it will happen. And when it happens, if we're not ready, we're going to be left out. We're going to be left out. We're going to be rejected by our bridegroom. Like those five foolish virgins. when They missed out because they didn't have enough oil. They went to town and the door, the, the, the bridegroom shows up, locks the door, and the five that were prepared got to go in, and he's eating at, they're eating at the, 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 the feast, the marriage feast. Well, the book of Revelation talks about the marriage feast of the Lamb. That's what we're going to be doing. When we first get to heaven, we're going to sit down at this ginormous table. We're going to be eating with Jesus, and I'm sure that food's going to be off the chain or off the chart, however that goes. It's going to be delicious. We're going to be taken care of, and it's going to be awesome. But there's going to be these people who were foolish. They never made a decision to make Jesus Christ their Lord and Savior. Or maybe some of them did, but something happened in life, something happened down the road, and they quit. They quit working for the kingdom. They quit serving the Lord. They they quit reading their Bibles. They quit praying. And we call it backsliding. I don't care what you call it. Call it whatever you want to. But if you find yourself in that state, you're going to be left out. That you're going to be out shopping. You're going to be doing your own thing. You're going to be busy. Jesus is going to return. And you're going to be left on the outside. Beating and banging on the door. Begging to be let in. And it's going to be too late. When those five foolish virgins got... Or the five foolish bridesmaids got to the house. And they knocked on that door. And they were begging to be let in. The bridegroom says, I don't know you. I don't have a relationship with you just know jesus is coming again don't know when it's going to happen i ain't even going to try to go there just know that it's going to happen and we need to be ready and we need to be watching and we need to be working for his kingdom if you don't know the lord jesus christ as your lord and savior i pray today that you that the holy spirit would convict you of your sin and you would repent of those sins and be baptized for the remission of those sins. And you would start your walk with Jesus. And if you do know Jesus and you're serving the Lord, thank you for the decision you've made. And thank you for the work that you're doing. But continue. If I can send any kind of words of encouragement to you. Because I, I know, hey, it gets hard. It, it gets exhausting. But we got to keep going. we got to endure And that's my encouragement to you is to keep on keeping on and to keep looking up because our redemption draws near. God bless you. Keep grinding. Thanks for listening to the Grinded Podcast. If we could pray for you or encourage you in any way, please email us at thegrindedpodcast at gmail.com or you can text us at 865-418-2824. If you're watching on YouTube, please click like and subscribe and you'll be notified about new episodes. If you're listening on an app, Leave us a five-star review, but most importantly, share the Grinded Podcast with a friend. God bless you, and remember, keep grinding.